From Upstate Medical University in Syracuse, New York, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. Today, I'm talking about a condition that causes swelling in the arms or legs with a certified lymphedema specialist. Chris Bateson is a physical therapist at Upstate, and she takes care of many patients with lymphedema. Welcome to HealthLink on Air, Chris. Thank you. So we hear about lymphedema affecting women after they've been treated for breast cancer. Are the majority of people who develop lymphedema survivors of breast cancer? Um, as far as the patients I see that have arm lymphedema, yes, the vast majority have had breast cancer. But overall, from what I see, about 90% have leg lymphedema and about 10% are upper extremities or arm lymphedema. So it's, it's mostly leg lymphedema. Lower, lower I, limbs. I definitely see more patients with like lymphedema, yes, than arms. And just in general, um, unfortunately, in this day and age, we have a fairly obese population, which is a big risk factor for it. So couple that with any kind of abdominal cancer surgeries, vascular surgeries in combination with that obesity. There's a lot more risk factors for people to get it in the legs than in the arms. Well, I know the condition causes swelling of the legs or the arms or both. What actually is happening in the body that results in this fluid build? It's a fluid buildup, right? It's a fluid buildup, yes. So with people that have lymphedema, their lymph nodes and or their lymph vessels are not working correctly. So in the case of patients that have had cancer, their lymph nodes have been removed and or radiated and radiation can also damage the good lymph nodes and tissue that is left, and therefore they are not able to work up to par. So if you say have a cancer surgery, you normally have about 30 lymph nodes under each arm, and they take seven or eight, those remaining 20 or so have to do the work of the original 30. So you can see their chance of getting overwhelmed increases with the more nodes that are removed. So if a node is removed or damaged, it doesn't grow back or regenerate or anything, you're left without it? Correct, yes. Of all the body systems, I feel like the lymphatic system is a bit of a mystery to most folks. Can you help us understand how the system works? I mean, what what do we need it for? What does it do for us? So it, it is part of your immune system. So it is helping, you know, in protection from infections. Um, obviously, one of the big things as far as lymphedema is that it helps to maintain body fluid levels um, and it also helps to remove cellular waste from the tissues there. So, yeah, if it's not working up to par, you could have issues with infections. You obviously could have issues with swelling. Um, and especially in the legs, if that swelling or lymphedema goes untreated, that increases your risk for infection and or open wounds, which then can cause a big vicious cycle if if it's not treated and managed appropriately. In terms of lymphedema, is this a condition that comes on without warning for people or are there symptoms? I mean, if if you have had your lymph nodes removed or they've been damaged, maybe you have a sense to be looking out for this, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah, there are definitely signs and symptoms that people can watch for, but unfortunately, a lot of people aren't educated to look for those. And just like a lot of other health issues, the earlier you catch it, the easier it is to manage. So, especially in the case of women that have had breast cancer surgery, one of the earliest signs that they can look for is achiness, heaviness, soreness in the arm. 
especially when maybe they've done something more physical. Um, another obvious sign would be swelling in the arm or the hand. And a lot of times people would notice it in the hand first, you know, their knuckles don't look quite as defined. You don't see the tendons and vessels in the back of your hand, or, you know, your rings are tight. It feels tight to make a fist. Those would all be early signs that uh, maybe you're starting to get early stage lymphedema. How soon after cancer treatment might these things start developing? You could literally start to notice symptoms as soon as you come out of surgery up to any point the rest of your life. <laughs> and unfortunately, there's not necessarily a set rhyme or reason who's going to see it really early or who's going to see it really late. Um, typically, the more extensive your cancer surgery, the more nodes they have removed. If you have radiation treatment, um, if you're obese or have some other um, medical history comorbidities going on, those things would all increase your risk uh, of getting lymphedema at some point in your life after the surgery. I will say with breast cancer, the vast majority of patients that get lymphedema, about 90% are going to see it in the first three years after surgery. Okay. But again, you're still at lifelong risk, even if you haven't seen it. I've seen women 25 to 30 years status post-surgery, and that's the first time they're noticing an issue with it. So the risk is there, unfortunately. It seems like soon after, you know, you might be aware of the symptoms to look for, but 30 years out, you've probably forgotten long ago what, you know. Yeah, you've probably put it out of your mind. And, and a lot of times, unfortunately, those people maybe get treated a little bit later because they're not even connecting it to their breast cancer at that point. They, I don't want to say they've forgotten about it, but definitely put it in the back of their mind. This is Upstate's HealthLink on Air. I'm your host, Amber Smith, talking with Chris Bateson of Upstate. She's a physical therapist with lymphedema certification. So let's talk about how lymphedema can be treated. Are, do all patients end up getting a referral to a physical therapist like yourself who has specialized training and knowledge about lymphedema? Unfortunately, not all patients do. Um, in general, there are not a lot of certified lymphedema therapists around, especially in more rural areas. Um, so a lot of patients do not get referred. We would love to see all patients, even for a pre-surgical baseline measurements, um, some education prior to their surgery, if possible. But if not shortly thereafter, even if they're not having any symptoms yet, we can go over what are the things to look for, what prevention things you can do. We can give them some exercises to help minimize their risk as well. Um, and that would obviously be the ideal thing. And then if those patients do notice early signs of lymphedema, they can give us a call back, we'll get them right in, and we can assess what's going on and treat them early when it's easiest for them and the least time consuming. Well, what, what should someone expect at their first visit with um, someone like yourself? What, what okay. should they prepare for? So if they are coming in just for, we see a fair number of patients for education only initially after they've had their breast cancer surgery or right before. So when they come in, we take some measurements of their arms. Um, we also have a device called the Impedamed that uses bioimpedance to measure how much extra fluid is in one arm compared to the other arm. And it takes into account their dominant side versus their affected side. Um, so we can get a good baseline on them prior to surgery to have something to compare to. 
Um, so we would go over those measurements with them. We would go over a list of basically do's and don'ts. So simple things they can do to minimize their risk. So hopefully they don't need to come back and see me for anything. Um, I'll give them some exercises to do at home after surgery that can help their lymphatic fluid flow in that arm and that upper quarter of their, their chest and their trunk after surgery. Um, and we discussed, you know, are they somebody who does any airplane travel? Um, if you are, you really should have a compression garment on your arm or your leg if you are at risk for lymphedema whenever you fly. So we can, I can take measurements for those and help them get that ordered um, so that they're set for whenever they do have an airplane flight. So air pressure alters the fluid in our bodies? So yeah, on in the airplane cabin, the pressure is lower than it is when you or I are sitting right here. So everybody tends to swell a bit on a plane. Somebody that doesn't have any risk factors for lymphedema, when they get off, their body would compensate quickly. That may not be the case with somebody that is at risk for lymphedema or already has lymphedema. And that compression garment just helps keep fluid pushed out of the tissues of their arm or leg and improve the circulation in that limb so that it minimizes their risk for getting that swelling while they're on a flight. Now, what about... Um exercise and things, uh, just walking. Are, are people with lymphedema in their legs encouraged to walk or discouraged? Um, definitely encouraged. There's kind of a happy medium you want to find with exercise. So you certainly don't want to go all out and overdo it. Um, but definitely starting slow and gradually increasing your intensity and duration of exercise is a good thing. Um, in general, a lot of low impact things. So walking, biking, swimming are all really good exercises. And even weightlifting and things is fine. Again, as long as you are progressing it slowly and appropriately. And for people that need help with that, you know, that's another thing that a therapist could help them progress if needed. Can you describe why wound care might be important? Sure. So a lot of the patients we see with leg lymphedema um, have some vascular dysfunction as well. And unfortunately, with the swelling in the leg, which stretches the skin, it damages the tissue, it's just not a healthy environment anymore, those people tend to get open wounds. So if they bump their leg against something, um, the skin opens much more easily. And when you have a lot of swelling in the leg, it's not a healthy environment for that wound to heal. So I do see a fair number of people that we need to do wound care on and then a lot of times we'll use compression bandaging on the leg to help remove that fluid, improve the circulation, improve the health of the tissue, and that helps the wound to heal more efficiently and prevent it from returning. You mentioned the use of compression garments. Um, I've also heard of something called decongestive therapy. Is that yes. something you provide and can you tell us about it? Yeah, we can, we can provide that. Complete decongestive therapy um, is for patients that have lymphedema in an arm or a leg. And basically it consists of manual lymphatic drainage, which most people would liken to um, some massage therapy. It basically helps reroute fluid away from the swollen or congested limb um, to the next adjacent areas of lymph nodes. It's a very light, gentle massage that's stimulating your lymph system to work harder. Um, on the average, you do that for 30 or 40 minutes on most people. And then we put their arm or their leg in a compression bandage. 
um, which is another component of the complete decongestive therapy. And that helps keep the fluid moving up and out of the limb toward the open pathways that the massage has helped to open, as well as preventing refill of that fluid into the limb. Um, the bandage is about as thick as a cast and it stays on in general for about three days or so. We have the patient come back in, we take the bandaging off, we check their arm or their leg measurements and continue to do the manual lymphatic drainage and the bandaging until we can get the limb as small as we can or as close to symmetrical to the non-involved side if possible. And then those people would be fit with a compression garment that they can take on and off at home to shower and everything lifelong. So that would be their home management phase of the complete decongestive therapy after the clinic phase, the massage and the bandaging has been completed pretty much lifelong with regular replacement of the compression garments every six months or so. What about um, water pills? Are that do, do people with lymphedema take the medications that help their body expel water? Some of them are on water pills for as part of a high blood pressure regimen or some other reasons. Typically water pills in general are not ideal to treat lymphedema because what they're doing is they're pulling just the water away. But in this lymphatic fluid in the limb is a lot of other protein and a lot of other waste products and the protein likes water. So if you have a water pill working to pull the water away, but the protein it's leaving in your leg is trying to pull the water back toward it, Initially, the water pill may win and you may think you're seeing an improvement, but what you're probably going to see is a firmness or a hardening of the tissue when the protein is left and there's no water component to it. And after a while, you're not going to see any difference. So you really need that compression to help get the protein and everything else out of the limb and then get them in an appropriate compression garment. So unless you need that water pill for some other comorbidity, the consistent compression on the leg is really considered, or the arm is considered the gold standard at this point to manage it long-term. So we covered a little bit of prevention, but let me ask you, are there things that you recommend people can do if they're susceptible to lymphedema that may help prevent it? Sure. Um, in the case of anyone at risk for upper extremity lymphedema or arm lymphedema, one of the big things is you do not want blood pressure taken on that side and you really should not have any needle sticks in that arm. So if you're getting a flu shot, if you're getting blood draws, you really should have it done in the uninvolved side. Um, another thing, people that are diabetic and maybe doing finger sticks to check their blood sugars should not do that on the at-risk side either. They should use their other hand for that. Those are the biggest things to remember that they can help minimize their risk as well as wearing a compression garment um, if you're doing any airplane travel. Well, before we wrap up, let me ask you how the pandemic has altered the way you provide care. Yeah, I mean, in our office in general, we did have a slowdown there for a while. Um, I actually was still seeing a fair amount of my patients because a lot of my work is hands-on. So unfortunately, some people that can do exercises via video with their patients doesn't work when I need to do some manual lymphatic drainage, I need to do wound care or compression bandaging. Um, so a lot of my patients were still coming in and continuing to get treatment. Thank you to Chris Bateson. She's a physical therapist with lymphedema certification at Upstate. I'm Amber Smith from Upstate's podcast and talk show, HealthLink on Air.